representing. It's an open letter to anybody that's you are witnessing. Proud of how smart I am. Watching the listeners are proud of how much of a blast it is. It's time to speak with an underdog Side with the individual you considered quiet Never resided under y'all Showcased in front of y'all Took the look on their faces as motivation To absorb all the wonderful hatred Everything we do is a statement Of how we are created unique Just face it, it's all art given For some of us it resembles the same symptoms as autism We all gifted to the rest of this world who don't live it We look like aliens to these unicorn chasers And go against the grain in this reborn matrix and embrace the outcast placement fact check it we don't follow status quo half of those standards ain't even made for the average joe every role we take is the scene welcome to the wonderful world of a creative the art of genius the way we think is the way we speak is we represent you are witnessing What's up, everyone? Thank you for tuning in to The Art of Genius. Uh, William Woods here, your wonderful host, as normal. You should be very familiar with the voice and everything by now and the face. Um, we're back in the saddle and stuff. Of course, we had to take a, a, a little bit of a detour with the you know, recent reopening but slash kind of adjustment process that's been going on with, uh, with our, uh, our COVID chronicles. As far as going out and shopping and things like that and plus um i had to well it was intentional for me to let the last episode kind of marinate with you all the uh idea of being triggered and things like that so uh i really like the responses and stuff that i've been getting to that and i've, I've like um let's call it what it is i love where the numbers are um for overall the art of genius now um, now that we've gotten the heavy topics out of the way, which it'll be more heavy topics and stuff like that, especially rolling into next season. Um, now that we've gotten the heavy topics out of the way, let's go back to what the intentions of the art, the art of genius were, uh, were initially, uh, initially were. Now, what's, what's going to happen is it's going to be a few exercises or not necessarily exercises, it's going to be a few episodes that are going to involve some exercises. Now, when I say exercises, of course, I'm not talking about fitness, as some of you all may know, because you know I love fitness and I, I love the uh, effects that it's had on me. But I'm talking more like mental exercises and personal exercises that help you get in touch with the level of genius that I get to experience. Now, um, I love having a, a, a program like this and a show like this where I get to kind of plan how I want it to come out and things like that. Reason being is because I get show ideas and topics and stuff that hit me all the time. And I love this this um, this approach of having my own show, my own platform, um, my own audience to where I can just release thoughts and things like that as they come along. But I and not just not just rants and stuff, but things that I feel like will help my core demographic. So, that was of course the intentions of uh, episodes before Triggered and things, but we had to kind of take a detour because society took a massive detour, you know, with um, the, the, the revisiting of the uh, murder of Breonna Taylor and, and the um, current occurrences with, with, with George Floyd and 
every other police brutality or misuse of justice that we've seen up to that point it all hit ahead as you all know but it got to a point where of course we had the um we had to kind of take a step back from everything that was going on with the art of genius to address that and of course to de-stress so i'm glad you all gave me the opportunity to do that thank you um i really hope that you all got something from that but just know it's going to be more situations like that but for today we're going back we're going back to getting in touch with our genius and stuff and not being so um tied to what's going on with society now of course one thing about geniuses and stuff if you all haven't noticed especially creative geniuses is that we're in tune with society but we don't govern our lives by it to the point where we can't achieve now of course it's like any other situation and stuff you you know it takes some reminding takes some de-stressing but no matter how um we may get off our square to a certain in some situations or to a certain degree we always get back so today's topic I want to let you in on a little bit of who um, who William Woods is as a person even more so than what I've shared with you all up to this point um, anytime someone gives me the opportunity to describe myself there's a a, a, um, a plethora of words and statements and sentences that I would use to describe the human being slash king slash superhero that is William Woods. Now, as we all know, of course, um, anytime you describe yourself, at least I would think, you know, or I would hope, I'm not going to say everyone should know, but I'll say I would hope that when you describe yourself, hopefully high self-esteem is in the middle of that. But then even aside from, um, high self-esteem and, and, and stuff. Let's get to the nitty-gritty of who uh, William Woods is. Now, you all know I've been talking a lot about um, being a, a proponent of, of self-care and self-improvement and thinking highly of yourself and so on and so forth. But today, I'm going to make an attempt to do what I have never been able to do in 43 years. I'm going to try to break myself down just like I do every other problem or most problems <laughs> that I encounter and I've told you all before I, I'm, I'm a person I like to take huge situations and break them down to their smallest components in attempt to find an answer to the problem or, or a solution to the problem and then since we're talking um, solutions to problems I'm not even a person where I like to focus on problems i like to focus on the solution so yes that says who i am but that's not the point of today's um uh, of today's uh, today's episode now <laughs> two words and they're intertwined and stuff as far as how they work out and stuff two words i think describe not only me as a person but my approach to life, which is also the topic of today's episode. I am what I like to call simplistically complex. 
Now, I know there's at least some one person out there that's like, that don't even make any damn sense. Well, I'll make it make sense. Yes, I am simplistically complex. You know, I'm pretty sure a few of you all out there in listener land or um, viewer land can, um, can relate to me. But I am definitely simplistically complex. I'm a simple guy. You know, but I'm simple on the outside. And when I say simple, I'm not talking about like aptitude. And I'm definitely not talking about, you know, how how learned and education, uh, uh, how educated I am and things like that. I'm talking about my approach to life is very simple. My approach to problems is very simple. Um, my approach to what's important in life is very simple. You know, the complexity comes in as far as how that simplicity can be translated. You know, uh, for example, I could tell you that I'm one of the biggest cheapskates you may know. You know, and I mean cheapskate in the sense of, you know, I don't like spending an extreme amount of money on one item. I like to take the price of that one item and see how many other things I can get within that dollar amount. And I think I'm really about to define what I mean when I say I'm simplistically complex. I'll give you another example. Now, I am a uh, bit of a reformed sneakerhead, you know, now the idea of being fresh and stuff, that's a daily that's that's a daily thing to me. But when it comes down to spending like um huge price tags and stuff for it, I'm kinda I'm kinda reformed in that situation. But here's one of my favorite breakdowns when it comes down to telling people how I am with money. Well, I'll go back to my um my sneaker crazy, uh clothing crazy phase and stuff, which was like in my early thirties. When I first started making like some real money and stuff to the point where I could have a nice amount of money set aside. But then um, the wife and I uh, and William was probably about one or two by then. We just go to the mall and just kind of, you know, tear the mall down or whatever it is, if you want to call it. But even back then, the simple approach to me is if there's a pair of gym shoes that costs, let's say... 120 no $150 $150 for like say a pair of Jordans or some Air Maxes or whatever it is for me I'm simple enough to say I refuse to pay $150 for one pair of gym shoes but but the complexity comes in where after I say that, I'll say for that $150, I can get a $60 pair of gym shoes that was on sale for probably, I mean, that, that was on sale, but used to be like $100, $120, but I found them on 50% off, which leaves me with $90 left, which in that $90 left, I can go and find me four t-shirts and stuff uh, and scrape 40 or $50, which will leave me with $40 left. And that $40 left, uh, I could maybe go and find some jeans or 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 some shorts, depending on what season it is. Or I could say, okay, we're in that forty dollars and stuff. Let's see what uh, let's see what the wife wants to eat. And one of my wife my, one of my wife's favorite restaurants is on the border in Naperville. 
you know, I think that's Naperville. Yeah, maybe Naperville or Bolingbrook is right in there. So uh, a dinner for the three of us at on the border is roughly about forty forty dollars. So that's my hundred and fifty dollars that I would have spent on one pair of gym shoes. I took and made a whole shopping spree slash dinner out of it. You know. Now, of course, to some of you all, you may not understand it. It's not for you. That's like I said, it's simplistically complex. The simple thing is for me to say, I refuse to pay $150 for a pair of gym shoes. But then the complex thing is when I start breaking down all the things I can get with that $150. Get it? Got it? Well, we're not good yet, but I'm just saying. Get it? Got it? That's just an example. All right. So simplistically complex. Now, I'll give you a couple of other areas and stuff where I'm simplistically complex and stuff. But these these two words, they're an oxymoron if you look at them, but they describe me perfectly. Even that in itself. <laughs> Here's another uh, example. I'm one of those people that I stop trying to be um, uh, perfection in society a long time ago. Now, that didn't mean that I started going on this Jesse James slash James Dean kind of road to self-destruction or whatever it was or, or a road to being an outlaw and things like that. No, no, that's not what I'm that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying I realized the the more I started getting into adulthood and this was probably by my mid 40s, not my not mid 40s, mid 30s. By my mid 30s, I started to realize that perfection in society does not exist. That's the simple breakdown. You know, perfection doesn't exist. No matter how you look for it, whether you look for it in church, whether you look for it in marriage, whether you look for it in friends, look for it even in yourself. Perfection does not exist. Even if you look for perfection in art, art is subjective. It doesn't exist. You know, there's always going to be a mistake somewhere and stuff that either has to be corrected or some kind of um, um, way that you could have improved and done better. That's the simple approach. Here's where I become complex. Social media and I kind of have like a love-hate relationship and stuff. And I wouldn't say hate, you know, but a love and hilarity. Yeah, that's a better word. Love and hilarity relationship. Reason being is because although the simple breakdown of life to me is perfection does not exist, I'm one of those where I find it he, 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 he hilarious when I see all of the people that try to portray portray themselves as being perfect you have the perfect marriage you have the perfect um, job the the, the, uh, the the perfect um, um, relationship with your kids so on and so forth which is cool cool fine and dandy I'm not I'm not judging hey get it how you live but I'm one of those people where I like to um, I only follow and I only nowadays I even only attach my like to people that I feel like you showcase the fact that there's perfection that perfection doesn't exist doesn't mean you can't show the happy moments you can't show the perfect moments and things like that but just just that's just what they are perfect moments I like engaging with people who show vulnerability you know um, so yes, perfection does not exist, but I'm one of those where I, I won't even attach my like to one of your photos unless I could think back 
in your recent history and show that you demonstrated some vulnerability you know because if you don't then you're falling people some people are falling right into the trap that social media sets where it's, it's um, there's a huge um, population of people who use social media because they want to try to right the wrongs that they're not ready to verbally admit so what they do is they post pictures of everything or um, post up things about everything that's going on with them trying to make someone envy them make someone wish they had their life whatever the situation is so instead of looking at it and sliding myself which I would never do in the first place but uh, you know that you know in life we all have weak moments some of you all listening to this may have come across one of these um one of these weak moments where you say man here it is I'm I'm struggling to do this and I'm trying to get this kicked off or I'm just trying to keep my bills paid and here's this person they're going out of town again they flying overseas again or they're flying here again they just got this new car just got that new car now that's when it's time to unplug you know because that person who you're comparing your life to because of a picture that they posted that looks perfect they may have more stuff going on excuse me that was my um my phone i always forget to put it on silent that person may have more negative things going on in their life than you can ever imagine you know so that's when i had to start unplugging and saying nah instead of looking at the car that this person just got I know that this person is cheating on their wife or cheating on their husband. Instead of looking at the trip that this person just took, I know they was just on the verge of divorce and stuff like that, but they didn't post that online, but they told um they told uh, uh, uh me at the gym or whatever the situation may be, you know. So, just like Public Enemy says and thank you on uh, Chuck D once again for giving me a statement that I still uh live by to this day. Hey, don't believe the hype, you know. So that's the hilarious, the love hilarious relationship that I have with social media. So I'm one of those that, like I said, simplistically complex. I know the simple, the simple approach to life is nothing in it is perfect, but the complex part is through social media, through friends, through um, people that I just normally interact with. I look for only people who showcase vulnerability to go along with the great that's happening with them because that's more realistic to me you know i can only relate to people like that because that's who i am i'm one of those people that that um especially as an artist you know is simplistically complex most times you run into artists and things like that you run into what you think hollywood says an artist is whether the artist is the person who's creative and they have this huge massive ego around it you can't you can't comment on anything that they do they uh they throw tantrums oftentimes have um, um mental issues and all this stuff like that and i'm not gonna lie and say that i'm the most rap type person that you probably ever want to meet but i bet you mine is more in the more in a comedic sense than it is the I can't function in life unless everything is going my way. So as an artist, naturally, I'm going to be simplistic and complex. You know, well, I'm going to have some com some com some complexity to my uh, to my simplicity. That's just that's just who I am. I just chose to embrace it. Now, as far as um how that conflict happens for me, like I said, I don't. I don't think that I have like a huge uh, ego about things. I know when I'm great at something, 
I celebrate when I'm good at something. I celebrate the things that I often excel at and things like that. But I know there's always room for improvement. But I'm so complex in my simplicity that I know that I'm an artist. I know I created something. But when someone gives me a compliment about it, I'm like, I appreciate that. And just kind of shut it down. So when a person says, hey, I, it's they like, um, um, you say you, uh, you say you appreciate it and stuff. Man, you should have, I had one of my friends tell me when I, when I was um, producing music years ago and stuff, and I would want to, you know, help everyone record their demo and help everyone record songs and people coming in and out of my apartment back then and stuff like that, that I was just trying to help. One of my friends told me, he said, hey, and Marcus, his name is Marcus Stennis, I still remember this to this day. He told me, he said, hey, Will, you should be a little bit more selfish about the things that you do. You know, now this was years ago. I think about four, three or four years ago was when I finally started listening to that. Why? Because I'm thinking as an artist, I could do this stuff with my eyes closed. I'm not realizing, here's the complexity, I'm not realizing how much of myself I'm, and my time and my ability and my things like that that I'm putting into this thing that I'm so willing to donate. And I have my areas and I still have my areas where I get paid very nicely for what it is that I do. But it's just I'm looking at it now like, OK, I can't just create, get paid for it. I have to put some kind of complexity in it. And the complexity is now I have to find who I can help. Then if I get to help someone and I get to pay, get, get, uh, I, I get to be paid from it. Also, I have my situations where I get paid and I have my situations where I'm doing, quote unquote, pro bono. And then both of those situations are fulfilling, not realizing that's way too much complexity for that situation. So, yes, Marcus, you was right. You said I should be more selfish about some things. And this he told me this back in the era where I didn't understand that it was good to be selfish in most scenarios. Now, another simplistic but complex point. I do think that nowadays at 43 years old, I do think that when it comes to my health and my well-being and my um, my livelihood and what makes me happy or happiness, I should be 1000 percent selfish. You know, there are only a couple of exceptions to the rule where I'll put my my um my happiness to the side temporarily just to make someone else happy and nine times out of ten that person or those people have my last name now that's why i cut the deck you know now just that in itself you know if you look at it simple it's all right to be selfish or whatever it is complex when i say okay only people i'll set my um set my happiness aside for have my last name more than likely you know and i've done it before you know and even then and um my mother used to always tell me say i need to get more in touch with what makes me happy and stuff this was years ago this was around the same time actually that marcus told me that i need to become more selfish so i think it was just one of those things where the universe was sending me this common message and stuff that i'm too giving I've heard on past jobs that I was too giving, you know, 
And there's someone out there that's thinking, hey, what's wrong with that? The world needs more giving people and stuff. Yeah, that's true. Until you start coming, uh, coming across people that the only time you hear from them is when they want something. That's when you've given, or that's in my case, and like I say, I, I say all the time, whenever I say you, I'm talking about me. So that's when I, re I had to realize that I was giving too much. So simplistic, I have to do what makes me happy. Complex, when do I set that happiness aside temporarily? Complex point one, temporarily, has to be temporary. Complex point number two. The only people that I'll set my uh, happiness aside for temporarily have my last name. Then you have to go through all of the people and stuff that have my last name and say, am I talking about my extended family that has my last name or my immediate family that has my last name? It's a complex point number, um, <laughs> complex sub point, we'll say, uh, number two. Then you got complex sub point number three and stuff where I say, okay, um, Obviously, my wife and my son, they get me first. My father gets me second. My mother, when she was here and stuff like that, she falls right in and stuff like that, of course, with my with my parents. So they would get it second. Then I have my uh, my siblings and so on and so forth and stuff. And then nine times out of ten, that's when I would stop. But you see what I'm getting at when I say I'm a simplistically complex person. I can go on with this stuff all day long, but it's just how my brain works. Now, of course, <laughs> it's not that my brain goes all over the place and things like that. I think it just comes with growth. That I realized that as an artist, as a creative, as a person who's all about freedom and a person who's all about um, expression and who's very um, who's uh, sensitive, but at the same time doesn't take himself too seriously, or so on and so forth. These are the two best words to describe me being simplistically complex. Now, I'm trying to give you one more and stuff like that before I um, before I move on. But let's see. A simplistically complex point. Ah, I tell you one that I think is most important to kind of help me learn to describe this about myself. Anyone who truly knows William Woods, the artist, the um, man, the husband, the son, the instructor, the Whatever hat that I've worn in life, anyone that's known me in any one of those endeavors, you know that I am huge on respect. If you ask me, it's the single most piece of currency that tells me whether or not I'm going to deal with someone past five minutes of knowing them. You know, respect. Now. Sounds simple, right? Simple. Everything's about respect. Uh, you give respect, you get respect back. Sounds easy. Sounds pretty attainable, right? Well, here's where the complex part comes in. <laughs> I have a phrase that I've been telling myself ever since around like my early 30s that I learned and I've been kind of saying it ever since then. I used to use it a lot in my classes. I say you find out everything you need to know about a person within the first five minutes of meeting them. So let's break that down. Everything you need to know. You find out the person's an asshole. You find out the person is the sweetest person in the world. You find out who has high self-esteem, who may not. You find out um, 
um, uh, who's outgoing, who's not, who's introverted, who's ex extra, who's, who's an extrovert. You find out all of that stuff within the first five minutes of meeting someone. From the first, well, I can't say handshake nowadays since we're in COVID-19. So from the first fist bump and nod to um, 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 extending whatever appendage you extend, you extend to someone, you know, your elbow or so on and so forth, to speaking, you find out everything that you need to know. That's when respect takes on an exponential level to me. Within five minutes, I can tell whether or not I want you to either be one of my friends or want to continue to deal with you or if I'm going to get as far the hell away from you as I can. And it is not it has not served me wrong yet. Um, I have this thing and this is one of my, you know, one of my things I like to pull hilarity from. <laughs> When I go to the gym, any real health and fitness person will tell you that you don't um, wear jewelry when you go to the gym. I had this happen to me before and stuff where um, I was playing basketball and I had my wedding ring on and, and went for a steal. My finger jammed up, a bit up against the person's knee, jammed my, my, my wedding ring finger and stuff and went through hell trying to take my ring off because of how bad my um my finger had swollen and i had to order a larger ring off of amazon to wear tem temporarily and so on and so forth ever since then i definitely don't wear jewelry at the gym well for uh, married people that'll tell you that there's the possibility when people see you and you don't have a ring on that the opposite sex is going to approach you either approach you or make it um send you vibes that they want you to holler at. okay all right cool in this case i'm one of those where even when i'm minding my business and stuff like that you know, you know i think brother pretty easy on the eyes or i take care of myself or whatever it is so i get you know sometimes get advances you know i don't do the advancing i'm smart i want to still be married and stuff like that i'm not I, want, I like the idea of being the exception to the rules as far as how men deal with their marriages. That's a totally different story and stuff. We'll get into that possibly later if it applies to the whole Art of Genius topic. But let me hurry and get to the point. Well, in this case, everything I need to know within five minutes of meeting someone. I could be standing at, uh, well, before well, when the gyms were open. Uh, you can go to the counter and order a protein shake or just as simple as holding the door open. For uh, in my case, for uh, for a lady, holding the door open and stuff with no ring on, some people would take that as, oh, okay, he may be single, he may try to talk to me or whatever it is. Me, from the moment I hold the door open for you, that's the moment where we met. Now, keep in mind, simplistically complex. If you walk past me and don't even say thank you because I held the door for you. What do you think that tells me about you? Now, I know some people that's like, you know, um, that person may have been on, uh, the lady may have been on the phone, the lady may have been this, she may have been uh, having a bad day or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, cool, fine and dandy, but I may have been having a bad day also when I decided to hold the door open for you. So when I hold the door open for you and you don't even have the decency to take a split second out and turn around and say, thank you. What does that tell me? I'll let you figure it. I'll let you finish that. Okay, that's one, one situation. Well, here's another one. We get the gym and stuff, and <laughs> I'm at the, uh, you had, a, you had a, a piece of equipment, and 
another piece of equipment that you want to use on the other side of the gym but there happens to be an attractive lady standing over there on the equipment and stuff so you walk over there and stuff and you sit probably a couple of seats away especially nowadays and stuff you're keeping your social distancing but me i'm the type that i would go and sit uh on the bench that's either a few feet away or work out on another piece of equipment that's close by so I'm not intruding on anybody's space, so on and so forth. I don't want to make anyone feel uncomfortable and things like that. But notoriously, there's a situation where I would go and do that. And then when I walk up and I say, okay, do you mind if I, because uh, if, the, if the, especially this irritates the hell out of me when I see, um, when I see ladies in this situation and ladies, this is not a stab. This is to a certain type of person. Once again, all you need to know about a person within five minutes of meeting them. So then if I'm going over there, I see you just standing there taking selfies on the equipment and stuff, or you're standing there talking on the phone and stuff. And then I walk over and I say, uh, excuse me, do you mind if I use this, this uh, equipment really quick? I get, uh, and you, you can have it right back. And you look and you roll your eyes or you just walk off or whatever it is without saying anything. Or you look like I've intruded on your day by asking you to break up your selfie session or break up your conversation just for a second while I use this stairmaster or i use the um the um the fly machine or whatever it is what does that tell me about you no here's another one and i'll do this this is the last this is the last one um guys i'm at the gym we're talking Anybody to tell you, any guy to tell you, you know, you at the gym, you go to the locker room and stuff, you're going to get, you're going to hear a bunch of different kinds of conversations and so on and so forth. You know, mind you, I don't have any ring on, you know. I'm sitting there in your conversation. We just happen to say, I, I've seen this a lot where, you know, we'd be talking like amongst fellas and stuff. We'd be talking like four or five of us talking about, you know, relationships or talking about, you know, talking about women, you know. It's always that situation where, you know, you know, you're talking about what you like, um, what's crazy, what's not crazy, and so on and so forth. And then I'm the person that comes around to me. It's just innate. My wife and I, we've been together for so long to the point where I just automatically throw her in the conversation where I say, you know, um, well, I've been married, so I'm, well, I'm, I'm married, so I don't want to do anything to mess up, you know, what it is I have at home. And then there's that one condescending jackass of a dude that's always... Man, you married? I don't know how you can be married nowadays, man. And you ain't got your ring on, and you still claim your wife, man. Come on, man. I don't, come on, man. Where they do that at? What did I say? Within five minutes. What does that tell me about that dude? Now, I'm not gonna go into extreme details as far as what goes on in my head dealing with people like that. And these are just small examples. There's tons of other situations I can speak about people work speak about people that i come into contact just in the grocery store with or whatever whatever that kind of helps me that, that kind of um exercises my simplistically complex nature but just in those situations there's a ton of words and stuff that i would use to describe that i'm not even going to go into because i don't want anybody saying that i'm judgy not that i care but i want people to see the point of what it is that i'm saying versus me just using a bunch of words to label people that i might be wrong about but you know how they talk about first impressions? I, I, I personally believe, and this speaks to my complex nature and stuff, that first impressions start long before you speak to someone. You know, because 
How many times have you all ever heard someone say, man, everything about that person is attractive until they started talking. <laughs> like once they started talking, it just went downhill, you know, or well, when this person opened their mouth, it just, it, 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 I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't. That's everything you need to know about someone within the first five minutes of them. Now, yes, people would like to have you think that, um, that yes, you know, uh, first impressions, they can be a bad first impression, but you can make up for it. Yeah, things like that. In a perfect world, that is true. But in a, in a world where you're trying to be a little more selfish about yourself and make sure you're being taken care of, not being taken advantage of, so on and so forth, or just trying to not be as stressed, there's nothing wrong with saying, hey, I just found out everything I need to know about this person and stuff within this first five minutes. So every time I come into contact with them after that, even if they come across and they give me $100,000, first thing I'm going to say is, they gave me $100,000. I remember when I couldn't stand that person after that first conversation. It's good that it turned out to be what we ended up being or whatever it is, but the first impression was horrible. Yeah, that's the kind of world we live in. Not the, not the world that, that, um, that everyone that you meet is going to be good and stuff. And if you do anything to um, protect yourself against what you have a problem with and stuff, then you're the wrong one. No, you're not the wrong one. You just may be as simplistically complex as I am. All right, so just a quick topic and stuff like that. I wanted to throw that out there because I really want to start opening up more on these episodes to give you an idea of who William Woods is and the reason why a mind like mine needs to have a platform like this. You know, now it's going to be a lot of situations and stuff. Well, like I said, triggered, triggered. That was that episode that I wanted to socially go there. You know, um, um, duality is reality. That was a situation where I wanted to start letting, I wanted to let you all in on it's like a precursor to this episode of being simplistically complex. Cause even then I'm talking about duality, you know, but I want to start letting you all in on who William Woods is. Now, there's another reason why, when you look at it, there's a reason why um, triggered as far as content, as far as approach, in some cases language and things like that, is a far cry from investing yourself. A far cry from simplistically complex you're going to start seeing who i am as a person and stuff and i love that like i said it's, it's it's who i am so i can't help but be like that with you all my audience you know i'm i'm a person that when you um when um you peel all the layers back all the defense mechanisms all of the um even the creativity you peel back all the layers and the labels of who I am. These two words describe me. Simplistically complex. You know. You're going to see more examples of it. But it's just one of those where I'm putting it out there. Because I, I, know it's, I know I'm not the only one. You know. I just may be one of the few people that's able to describe it. And say hey no matter what. This is who I am. You know. This is just how I look at situations. And as an artist. And as a self-proclaimed genius because I know how I think. 
you know, and I know I'm not the only self-proclaimed genius out there. I just like the fact that there's other people out there that's listening to them. And when I said that, they may have been like, hey, somebody thinks like I do. You know, hey, we're in good company, you know. But I know just as an artist, as a genius, as a person who likes to go against the norm, a trendsetter, um, a person who doesn't follow the crowd, in essence, this is who I am. All right. So thank you all for listening. Once again, um, it's time to start diversifying the load as far as the types of uh, episodes and stuff that you're going to hear and see and stuff. So just look forward to that. Um, it has been a wonderful first um, eight months, you know, and I really love where our numbers are. So if you've been supporting and stuff, thank you. Um, definitely, if you're listening now, you're supporting. So I really appreciate that. So with that being said, just know that we got more coming. And thank you. Two words. Simplistically complex. If you are simplistically complex, or if you're one of those people that you have an oxymoron that just automatically describes who you are and stuff, then cool. You know. But for the most part, just know. You're in good company. All right. Y'all have a good one. Okay. Yeah. It's time to speak for the unheard. Sum it up in one word. Us spitting in with society is absurd. Downright ludicrous. Some of us meant to be rebellious. The rest of us smarter than what they selling. I'm too cheap to purchase what the majority selling. It's too deep to downplay what's in my cerebellum like I did as a youngster. Just for the sake of keeping friends. Now look what I've become the antithesis of what they front for. Post a child of the courage that you were supposed to. Demonstrate when you're faced with a grown up choice. Sink or swim. Follow the crowd. To listen to the beat within Be a leader of a push shuffler We stand against these ignorant plans and structure Enough of the false narrative It's time to get focused You can get game from one of the coaches You're welcome The way we think is The way we speak is We represent You are witnessing Watching or listening to the Art of Genius is a Woods Media Group production. Musical supervision is by Imperial for Underground Railroad Entertainment. Be sure to check us out on YouTube and on popular social media. And that web address, in case you was wondering, is www.designbywwoods.com. Once again, www.designbywwoods.com. What's up, you all? William Woods from The Art of Genius. I got someone for you all to check out. A special shout out to my friend Jacqueline Hill and uh, childhood buddy and, and uh, fellow entrepreneur and my first ever business to advertise over The Art of Genius. Now, when you hear the name, be prepared to get hungry. Because when I hear it and every time I say it and stuff, I get hungry myself. And I don't care how much in the fitness and stuff I may be, when it comes down to a good pastry or a good meal and things like that, I do not pass it up. So, got a company for you all to check out. Whip Brands. They're your one-stop vendor for events and event planning. They offer catering for private and corporate events as well as meal planning. The event planning side, or Whip Lux, as you all may hear about it, go check them out. They'll execute your vision to perfection and they always strive to exceed their clients' expectations. Now, on a personal note, 
when I see them on Instagram, yes, you can go and find out um, more about Whip Lux or Whip Ink or Whip Desserts or Whip Whatever by going and checking them out on Instagram and on Facebook. When I see the stuff that Jacqueline posts and stuff, you know, of course, my mouth starts watering and stuff because, like I said, they, they execute this stuff to perfection. So I wouldn't put my stamp on it as far as trying to help them promote if it wasn't something that I felt like needed to be checked out. And me, personally, I'm looking forward to having a, um, an event, like a birthday party or, or whatever, or when I go to the next level in my life, when it's time to celebrate, guess who's going to be doing the catering? Yes, Whipped Ink. So go ahead and like them on Facebook. Or on Instagram or whatever that information to check them out of course facebook.com slash whipped lux w-h-i-p-p-e-d-l-u-x-e all one word of course facebook.com slash whipped lux and follow them on Instagram instagram.com slash whipped ink whipped underscore ink so instagram.com slash w-h-i-p-p-e-d underscore i-n-c once again, this is William Woods from The Art of Genius. Special thanks to my friend Jacqueline Hill. Go and support her business. Go and support her, um, um, everything that she cooks and everything she puts together. And by all means, support your appetite because the stuff looks good. All right? You all take it easy. Have a good one.